Welcome to Tactical Breakdown. On today's episode, we're diving into firearms training. Here we go. Welcome to the Tactical Breakdown podcast on the Islet Network. Your number one resource for law enforcement training. Here is your host, Adam Kanakin. All right, welcome back to the podcast. Honored to have you here. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to be with us and, and spend time with us and, and get some more knowledge and information. If uh, you do enjoy this episode and you've listened to other episodes and you're not already subscribed or following the podcast, consider doing that. You'll stay up to date on everything that we're doing here at the podcast and with ILET Network in general. Of course, this year in 2022, we're opening up the community platform and we're expanding into a whole bunch of other regions and uh, just really exciting stuff here at ILET. So make sure to follow us, subscribe, and you'll stay up to date on absolutely everything. Today's episode is the first in a series of interviews that I conducted at SHOT Show 2022 in Las Vegas. And uh, this was one of those ones that I just really enjoyed and was looking forward to as I was heading down there. And it is with Chris Peronto. Now, that name may sound a little familiar to you. He runs by the nickname Tonto. And um, there was a movie, 13 Hours, that uh, depicts him in, uh, in an actual real-life situation that he was placed in in Benghazi in 2012. Now, we're not talking about the movie here. We're going to be diving into firearms training, which is really his bread and butter. Uh, Chris, if you don't know, is a former Army Ranger with the 2nd Battalion, 75th Ranger Regiment. He's been a private security contractor. He's deployed all around the world. And um, firearms training is, is one of those things that he's super passionate about. I tracked him down at the Maxim Defense booth at SHOT Show, and we had a fantastic conversation. So I'm excited to share that with you. All right, that's enough for me. Here's the interview that I did with Chris. Let's get into it. Hey, everyone. Adam Kanakin here with ILET Network. We're at SHOT Show, and uh, I have the immense pleasure of being here with Chris Peronto. So you're here at the Maxim Defense yeah. booth. Uh, you were at Range Day yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Got some shooting in, which is always a good time. Yeah. Um, but you've been in the training game for a long, long time. Yeah, I have been. And everybody here who follows ILED, who follows the podcast, that's that's what we're here for. So I just wanted to take some some time with you and, and talk training and, and sure. where you think the training industry is, where it's going, what's important right now that we're, we're teaching. So, like, what's on the top of your mind? You know, I, I think back in the old days, and I, I started training at Blackwater as an instructor there when I wasn't going overseas. And that was in the early 2000s. And then you got know, the Ranger Battalion too, even though you're still in, you're always training because you get to the ranks where you got to train the privates and you get to the rank of your sergeant, you got to train your team leaders and so forth. Then became an officer and so forth. So what I saw then, it was very dogmatic. And I think it was like that. And even still is a little bit, but we're getting away from just being dogmatic and saying there's only one way or this is the only way you should do a situation because based off the your, your background or whatever, and we've seen other ways work. So that's when you see guys doing the high gun, i.e. high gun compared to low gun and so forth. High ready compared to low ready, 10 guns. And I was lucky because of all the different units I was able to work with, they had their own set ways of doing it. So I got to learn all that. Now, granted, I had to do a set way with GRS, everything's high gun stuff. Ranger Battalion, most of that stuff is low gun or low ready. And then you get in the, you get in the grayers where it's kind of low ready, kind of high ready. But the blessing for me is I got to do all of it. And now we are seeing, and I see other instructors doing it, which is amazing, is that we're not being dogmatic. We're showing all the ways and saying, hey, this is a kit bag, throw it in here, 
work what's best for you based off that situation. So and, and a perfect example for me is we're doing a vehicle defense course and gentlemen still want to do a low carrier or even a sewer position with his pistol. Well, there was a fin on the back of the car. So as soon as he went to the back of the car and started to come up with that pistol, well, guess what happened? Now, granted, we're not in the 80s anymore. We don't have IROCs with fins anymore, but it was a perfect example. He bumped that fin. So when he was bringing it up, I said, well, that's why in that situation, probably better to be right up in the, right up in a space up in front of your face or at a high ready or high gun or even a 10 gun position. And, and I think that's what's been great is because instructors are starting to see that there's more than one way to skin a cat. And then it allows the instructor to do train the trainer training where they're starting to learn all the different ways. So when they're teaching, they can go through it all and they still can get their two cents in and say, hey, this is what works best in this situation for me. This is what works best in this situation for me. May not work for you, but let's try it this way first. And it, it's, it's given a new, uh, a new meaning to training, in my opinion, because we're bringing people that were intimidated by the dogmatic instructors, like this is the only way to do it. We're bringing new people in the community now because they're seeing instructors having to be, nicer is a good word, but it, it really is just being more open-minded. That's, a, I, that's I, a fantastic point. You know, we, we talk about this all the time and there's been too much of a thing of this one size fits all yeah, training model. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Nothing drives me more crazy than, than I'm this. With you. And you know, and it's it's not just instructors, it's companies out there. Yes, there's yes. there's certain groups that we just know that are like, hey, no, this is this will work for everybody. It's like, nah, man. Maybe. Like it's it's not the same. It's not the same. And you have to treat every individual and you know, you can go micro with it and yep. say, every individual in if I'm teaching 30 guys in a class. I got to teach 30 different classes. May, may have to. Yeah, right? exactly. Now, obviously, that's being a little hyperbolic, but usually you have to change things up a bit so that your students, because you have to contextualize things different for different people. You do. You do. Right. And, and it, it, being, I don't think you're, you're being uh, being as simple as saying that, you know, 30 different ways. It is that way. 30, 30 people, 30 different ways to teach because we forget the physiology of it as well. I, uh, and uh, guys that have huge hands. Honestly, a lot of times can handle that weapon better than I had an 80 year old lady come in that, with a little pistol. She can't handle it as well. So you do have to teach it 30 different ways. That's, I don't think you're, you're wrong in saying that at all. And um, that is where instructors need to better our own selves, not just going and training and doing our own training, but listening to others, getting the chip off our shoulder and listening to somebody he's doing a different way. I don't agree with it you know what, let me listen to see what he has to say because maybe I'm missing something in there and then it may make sense. And and it's, it's putting our egos aside. And that's hard to do, do alpha males, come on. That's hard to do for alpha males. Get that ego, but you need to do it. But it's even hard for me when I'm challenged on a training aspect that I'm doing. And so I say, well, you know what, I don't really agree with that. That's okay, you know what, that's, that allows us to have that discussion and also has set the example to other people to have good discussions, not just get angry with each other like like politicians do, but have that instruction, have that good conversation, and then understand why we're doing different drills and where my way that I'm doing it, well, it's not maybe as good as it could be, and this is why. And I, I, it's great, and the industry, I feel, is going that direction, but we are just starting to go that direction. You see, I, I, I th there's still some very dogmatic instructors out there that their ideology is this is my way, this is the only way to do it, and I, 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 I think that's a that's a negative for the community, and it, it also it, it just doesn't allow for us to bring new people in that may want to learn new things and seeing instructors that that will take some criticism, or will listen to others that hey 
this is how we need to do stuff here. This is my opinion. What's your opinion? And asking for other opinions, it really does open up instructors where they don't feel as intimidated when they come into the class. And you know, another thing I see with instructors is smile every once in a while. I, I'm a big smile. You, you see me, I'm smiling. And it, it does relax a new student. And we do need to bring more people into the 2A community. That's how we bring them in, guys. It's not how cool we are. We got cool guns back here, but it's the people. It's the customer service aspect of it. And now that left is starting to see that they may need guns too. And they're, I think the most guns ever been bought from, from a, if you're talking politics, from the left side community, we're bringing those people in. Well, let's show them the right way. And that is not the, not the dogmatic instruction, but the ability to be open-minded, be clear on your instruction and the ability to hear an opinion. But then if you don't agree with the opinion, the ability to, to speak your mind, not in a negative way, but explain, well, well, this is why that opinion that you're giving me, why that idea didn't work. And we have so many guys that actually have used it in real world situations now. So they have a story. You know, they can say, hey, this is why it happened in this situation here. I tried it. It didn't work. This is why I'm teaching it this way. And, and um, that's that's the good things and the bad things that come out of a war. You have people that are coming back that have served for so many years. They've tried the stuff in real time. And that's where a lot of changes get made, too, in the community that you see as well. So uh, I know I'm rambling a bit, but it really is important to me to, to because we need to bring as many people in the 2A community as possible to strengthen it so we don't lose our freedom, freedom to bear arms. I'm gonna, I'm gonna peel back the onion on this a bit too, cause I want, you've been you've been teaching instructors for a long time as well. We did some training, that, yeah, actually I, I do every once in yeah, a while. Well, so I wanna get your thoughts though. So we, we, I mean, we focus on law enforcement, military, public safety, corrections, but you're right. There's a whole broader group of firearms instructors, yeah. whether they're NRA instructors or whatever. What advice would you give to an instructor to say, you know, here's how to expand your breadth of knowledge. Here's how to engage more students in a class. Here's how to get better learning to occur every time you have a chance to go I, to the range. I, I do think that there are train the trainer courses out there. I advise just like a student, I say, don't just take it from me. Go train with my buddy Boone. You know, he's a great instructor. Go train gentleman over here, Dutch, tremendous instructor. Go train with everybody. I say the same thing to instructors. You may not have to go do all the train the trainer courses, but do you have the opportunity to go to an instructor development course? Go do it. If not, we have this thing called the internet. Honestly, I, I know a lot of the YouTube stuff is, can I cuss on it? It's, 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 it's horse shit. But there are instructors out there that do good. Adam Painshot uh, has, has YouTube stuff out there. He's a great instructor. Watch that, you know, as if you can, and see how they're doing things. And, and yeah, critique it. But you'll pick up stuff out of there too. Or like, you know what? My thumb, what he's doing, I'm not doing that right. Let me try that when I go to the range. And continue to develop yourself. And when you find that humility to be able to do that, it transfers to the courses. That you stand in front of a course, you are humble. People see that. When you have an ego, people see that. And when you are humble, then the confidence comes in. And that's when people start to have fun at the courses. When the ego comes in, some people still some say some people get paid to get yelled at. They want to get yelled at because they want to experience, especially if they haven't been in the military. But there's many of them more just they want to learn and they want to learn in an environment that allows them to learn. But also, I say this with, you know, with a grain of salt, too. There are times where you do need a little bit of hard nose as well. So you have to be a well-rounded instructor. You do have to. Hey, I, you're being unsafe with the gun and, and you've got to be not yeah. yell and scream and 
that, that's good for the military. That's good for vetting courses. You're trying out to go over down seas to somewhere that somebody may die or your buddy may die. You need to be have that pressure put on you, but you don't need that for a open enrollment course, unless that's the course that you're teaching. Right. Yeah, and there are those courses as, that, yeah. Right? yeah. If you're if you're advising, hey, this is this is pre-ranger for civilians. Yeah, I'm gonna yell at you. I'm gonna put your face in the dirt. I'm gonna have you till your muscles are screaming and you're gonna go run till you're basically puking, but you paid for that. That's what that's what I advertise that. As a normal course for just an everyday open enrollment course, it's not necessary. And I think instructors, I became a better instructor when I learned how to, I didn't have to yell at people to get them to do what they needed to do when I was able to explain it. And I learned that from guys that I took courses from, the guys above me. The ones that I got the most out of were the ones that were confident, knew what they were saying, which allows the confidence, but were also humble. And were also to smile and say, hey, okay, you fucked up, but let's try it again. All right, you can do it. And they were positive at the end of it. You can still do it. It wasn't the negativity that we used to get. But I do see that the the, the, the training community and the instructional community in the 2A community itself is going that direction to being just better instructors, more well-rounded, because we have so many things and people out there that have tried new things that we can pull from each other. Instead of competing against each other, let's help each other work. Let's help each other fill classes. Let's not, let's not push people away from places they're going to train because you may not like the people there, you may not like the guy there. Let's push them out so they get all that experience and help each other. And I love doing that. I love helping other companies. Even when if I, if I don't care for maybe the instructor's personality, if he's a good instructor, I still like to send him to him, go, go train with him. He's a great instructor and learn. And then I, I, I think it just brings the community together. And with egos, we got to be able to fight our egos and bring the community together. That's what makes us stronger together, especially when they come calling for our guns again. And, and that's important. And, and that's one of the end states as a community. We got to we got to be together. You, you brought up an interesting point there about um, learning from other instructors and how there's so much available now in terms there of information. Yeah. Two two quick points on that. One, I think people will notice, and here at ILET, and I know what you're doing. I find that the best instructors are the ones that want to share their knowledge and information, right? It's like, you can't shut us up. You're right, you're right, right? you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're, you're right, actually, I, I, I keep going because I, I got something on that too. Yeah, no, I got something no, on go that ahead. too. No, go ahead, go ahead. But, you know, I, I have a tremendous, we, I, Battle Line Tactical is my training company. And, and you know, we, we really, guys, I, am, I love being home now. I love being a dad and a father, so I don't hold as many classes as I used to. But going on to that there is a message here i have instructors that do work with me i don't like to say work for me but work with me and there is part of the train the trainer course where it's there gets a point where when you start seeing the glaze over their eyes you need to start getting them on the range learn how to be succinct learn that yes tell your you can tell your war story it's okay you can give an instruction but when you start going overboard like i'm doing right now <laughs> i'm talking too much they check out. I know that for myself. I'll start to check out because I, I, I don't want to hear it anymore. And instructors, that is important. I think we got to get better at that, at being more succinct with our instruction. Getting the point across, getting them back out on the range. And then teaching on the range, then taking them aside, getting our point across, and then getting them back on the range. Because, you know, the, the people paid to shoot, all right? Not to hear us talk, but there are times where you have to, because of, because of hey, Shooting is not a natural act, it's dangerous, so you want to get the instruction there, and you also want to help people, but when you start going too far, and you can see it, and I'll see it as a lead instructor with some of my assistant instructors, I'll be in the back watching, 
and I'll see the eyes just start to glaze over. And you, you've lost it. So basically you're talking to a brick wall right now. Get him back on the range. Have him run what you taught him. Then if you need to explain it again, explain it on the line, then run him again and keep shooting. I, I take that reason I say that is that's the, and it's my opinion, guys. Other instructors may disagree with me. That's the best way I learn. I learned that way, not from listening or watching PowerPoints for three hours. You check out, we're human nature, we don't wanna hear that. Get on the range, get it done, be succinct in your instruction and get them shooting again. And they have fun. Yep. You, just see the, you just see them smile, they're having fun, they're there doing what they wanna do and that's shoot and learn. We had, um, so last year we were at the ILETA conference and one of the things, one of the instructors that was on it, uh, Todd Fletcher, who's a great friend of ours and at the show, um, he did. He was basically talking about how to create a fun atmosphere at the range, right? We had a, we had a long discussion on it in the podcast, making sure that when you gamify training, that you you have careful control over it, yeah. so it doesn't run away on you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I 100% agree with you. You have to keep people engaged, and, and there's an easy firearms is kind of one of those things where it's it's almost it's easier to do because there's really nothing more enjoyable than going out and throwing lead at something, but you have to do it constructively and there has to be a reason behind it there and that's where the classes come in that's where the the, the, the talking come in but you're exactly right you can't lose positive control of the class and if you get too happy and too fun then you start to lose positive control of the class and that's that's when it becomes dangerous so there's that fine line there but it's a fine line that can be found because a dumb person like and i'm not that smart guys i found it and that is from guys better than me that taught me tremendous people and not just rangers seals marines yeah, and that's, that's another thing with you guys veterans out there come on man just put your pride aside if it it was humbling being a ranger and then somebody from seal team six come in and teach right and him go whoa i mean go wow that was awesome you know it, but it was a long time ago when i still had the big ego i guess got a little ego now but it taught me you know what there is all certain ways and i can learn from everybody and not to have the ego just because I'm, he's, he's from a different unit or he doesn't think how I think. I can learn and still get things out of every class of instruction. Even if I don't agree with it, some of the parts of the instruction, there's still something you're gonna, a nugget you're gonna get out of there. So, I, and I, I believe that. I've been through, and I'm not gonna name, name the, the discipline, but I've been through some DT courses where I didn't believe in 90% of it. But the 10% they did, they're like, man, that's, and I still use it. You can always get something, but you're right. You're right on the positive control. I laugh because I had to learn that too. Or I've lost. I'm like, shit. I've lost positive control. Of this class, guys. I, let's just call it. We're done. We're done yeah. for the day. And I've been there. And it, it is funny though. It's funny because nobody got hurt. But it's also where I was like, okay, I took an AR after action reviewed myself. What did I do wrong? Where I lost control of this class? I was being the jokey tunnel that you see on 13 hours, and the students feed off that, which is great. But I, I took it, made it to not fun, but I made it jokey fun. And I had to learn, okay, we, I can't go that far with him. Got to bring it back down because yeah, you don't want to possible control of somebody that has his finger on the trigger and has a loaded weapon. <laughs> it's not a natural act. It's not an actual act to shoot. So you want to have that control, but yeah. I, I know I went on, on, on a uh, ramp. I went on a little ramp there because you said it and just brought up that memory in my head. And it was, it was actually quite funny, but it was funny because nobody got hurt. Yeah. But I also changed my way of instruction because I learned from that as well. Well, I mean, that's the thing. We're always learning, right? I mean, you'll, you'll hear that best of the best. They'll say, I'm still learning. I'm still taking courses. I'm still learning from other people. Yeah. The, the second point that I was going to bring up um, when it comes to all of this content that's available on YouTube, on platforms, on ILAT, everywhere, is there's this idea of modeling where you'll see an instructor watch 
Chris or they'll watch a Pat Mac or they'll watch somebody and they'll be like, they'll change what they're teaching because, oh, well, I saw, I saw Chris do it or I saw Pat do it. And it's, which can be fine, yeah. but you also have to understand the why behind, why are they doing that? I know a lot of guys that shoot that hold their guns in a really weird way because they've had their hands blown, like they've had their hands reconstructed and physical, they have physical like, limitations. And, yes. Of and course. then they're showing videos and someone's like, oh, well, if they're doing it, maybe I should do it that way. And it's like, well, you have to understand the context yeah. behind it because it can be a little bit dangerous. So don't get all of your information from one basket spread it out and then figure out what works best for you as because every human is different we all we are going to do it different um i believe it's and i've never worked with rob latham but he's you know he's a huge great instructor um i do know I, just from other guys that have worked him it, his hand size is monstrous and he's going to be able to manage recoil a lot easier than my little butt so you, you watch rob shoot and he's a tremendous shooter and he is a tremendous instructor um and i've watched some of his videos as well i've, been, I've never met him but i'm sure we'll meet, meet in the future um I understand that because of his physiology, of his size, he's gonna have an easier time with his follow through, with his handling his recall, probably even with getting back on the target because of just, he's a lot bigger and stronger than me. And that's where you do have to look at that. You do, you have to pay attention exactly as you're saying. So when you're watching Rob do it so easy, you know, well, there is some physiology that goes behind it. And also, you know, of course, all the training that he's had and the units he's been in the, and the pressure he's been put under. But that is a great point. So watch it all and see what works for you but know that if you can't do it exactly like that individually and I, nobody you can't really copy anybody check to see hey, what's what's the what's the anatomy makeup what's the physiology makeup his physical makeup and then also his experience how many times has he probably shot Fifty thousand times compared to your brand new the gun world and you shot 500. well it's it just it's, he's he's getting it down because he's done it so much and and shooting and experience does count for something um, as well. But the physical, you're right, the physical aspect of it's huge. And as an instructor, you have to be prepared to teach somebody that has physical limitations that come in. Uh, and uh, we have, I, I so humbled when I got to teach a gentleman how to clear rooms and he was in a wheelchair. And I didn't, I, first time doing it, it was at Defender Outdoors, the gentleman's name was Chad. And uh, he actually is a regular now to battle line courses, but, and he's awesome. And I actually, but I was like, how am I gonna, I don't know, what am I gonna do? How am I gonna do this? Because I've never done this before. It was me learning, and there's nothing out there to teach that. And I just, just broke it down to the simplest form and was able to, hey, you're not gonna be able to dominate the room because you're in a wheelchair, but you can still pie. Let's see how you pie in that wheelchair. Let's see where your gun is. You can still, uh, when you need to press out and get on target, you can still dig your corners with your eyes. You don't have to go that way. And it was, it was a learning experience for me, but it was also very humbling. Like, man, I had to take a breath and be like, I don't know how to do this. And there's no there's no playbook to this. And then going through it with him, I got to learn from him. But also having the humility to know that. And I tell him, hey, guys, I never did this before. It calmed his mind. So he was more apt to listen to what we were doing. And also give me his feedback. How does this feel? Where's your hand? Is it pressured? Is it harder to turn left or right? So I was learning how to teach somebody in a wheelchair to clear a room while I was trying to teach the, teach the actual uh, method to him. And I, I get chills thinking about it because it made me really happy at the end of the day. Be like, holy crap, that was awesome. And I learned something from it. And now, now we've got a repeat customer battle line that continues to come back. And he's also an inspiration to everybody else that has all their arms and legs and functions that he's doing it. Shit, I, I can do it. You, you know, that's a, you bring up a great point. And I've always said this, and I had to learn this as a new instructor when I first started teaching was 
you can always learn from the students in your class. Yeah. And if you and if you think that there's nothing that they can teach you, oh you're out to lunch. Boy, because you right you learn you can learn so much. There's there's all you know when we used to run DT programs. I I remember I was I've done martial arts my entire life, so I'm in there and I'm like this is like comfort zone for me. But we get to ground stuff, and I have a jujitsu black belt in the class. I'll be going through some stuff, and they'll be like, "Hey, do you have anything you would like to add?" Like, because that's their that's you know that's where their area of expertise is. And yeah. so, being able to and I, I mean that's that was a very limited. I say that because like that was a special circumstance that we could do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's important that you're always learning from others, but you're learning from students. You are learning, and you're getting inspired by students. Uh, she is an RSO with me now, but she was very, another story, guys. I, I like telling this story because I think it puts things in perspective. We took, did a woman's only class with me and Boone, we're both running battle line, and she came in and she was shooting, doing well and all. She had a little bit of a limp, and so I thought she was injured and so forth. We got through the class, she came to a next class we did, which was a stress fire course, which it comes to this running. And she was running a little funny and I thought, are you hurt? And she pulled her prosthetics. pant legs up and she's got prosthetics on both legs. And she's running stress fires. She's running 200 meters down and then shooting. And then she's running the 100 and shooting and she's going behind obstacles. And she, I was like, holy crap, this is amazing. And now, you know, we've bought, as far as battle line goes, I said, you are such an inspiration. Any class you want to come to, you come to, you can RSO, doesn't cost you a dime because I think this is inspiring for everybody else to see as well. And yeah, you would never know, never know. Now she, she's, she really is, a, I would say, a structure for battle line at the, you know, at the very least an RSO for battle line. But it was humbling for me to see that, but also see another way, how am I gonna teach? Because sometimes you have to get in the prone and you have to take a knee. How do I teach somebody that has no legs to take to get in the prone and then get up and get in the knee, keep running? And she taught me, like, this is how I need to do it. Wow, that's news to me. Yeah, that's great. Okay, thank that's you for awesome. teaching me something. So it is, but that's also again bringing new people in the two A community that may not have come in. If you were that instructor, I know everything, they wouldn't. They feel intimidated, and I've heard that from people that new shooters that come through our courses before. They thank us because we're fun. We are. We are holding to the rules. We're holding to the standards. You always got to have a set of standards, but we smile. And we're nice and we're not we're also willing to take a person aside and give them some extra instruction while the rest of the class moves on so yeah. it, it, it's instructing something that is very fulfilling and i think it can become more fulfilling in the two community as we start to bring newer shooters in and um it's nice to see and we strengthen we strengthen our second amendment rights when we do that uh, where can people find battle line where's the best place for them to find you? battlelinetactical.com Awesome. That's it. We've got the website, we have the Facebook pages, or you can search me, Chris Tano Pirano, and I have ChrisTanoPirano.com, and the link comes up. And, and I said, we, guys, if we don't do a ton, I want to be home with my family more. Sorry, I hit the mic there, guys. But um, we'll do five year, and it's mainly in the Midwest. We'll Fort Scott, uh, we'll do one in Tulsa, which we have one all around the calendar this year. And then we try to get up to South Chicago as well, running around with and teaching Chicago police officers. Those guys get after it and they motivate the open enrollment. Oh, it's fun. So we try to get up to Divide Defense, another tremendous instructor, Daniel Lombard up there that has his own courses. And then we also try to get outside of Nashville one time a year. But um, I'll probably do four or five courses this year. And um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But the reason that we're not doing a ton is it's time for me to be a dad and a father. And I haven't been able to be one for 20 some years. So, um, but if you do come out, guys, you're gonna have a blast. 
and you're going to have fun and hopefully you're going to learn something. If not anything, you're going to learn that I am the guy that's in the movie. I'm that big of a goof. I am. And you'll have a blast, guys. Um, first of all, brother, thanks for Dude, your service. I'm honored, Thanks man. for what you do for the community. Thanks for your service. No, no, no. Oh, thanks for yours. Um, huge thank you to Maxim Defense for, yeah. for bringing you in here, setting up this amazing booth here at SHOT Show. Hopefully you guys get a chance to join us Come next down. year. And uh, stay tuned. Um, hopefully we'll get to do some more training here with Chris uh, yep. in the future. So stay tuned to you got You guys are always welcome. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Join the Islet Network now. Go to islet.network. That's I-L-E-T dot network.